Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Leap Lap Radio, powered by Victory Custom Trailers, starts now. Wow, welcome to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. And I got to tell you, as we begin this show on Monday night, um, the Arca East race... Uh, the Sioux Chief 175, or the Jeep Beach 175, part of the uh, Sioux Chief series going on at New Smyrna. And I want to tell you, there is a young man from California. They call him the Beast. His name is Joey East. And this young man started outside the top 10. And with 59 laps in, he right now is sitting P4. He just made a huge move to take over fourth. And I got to tell you, that David Gilliland racing um, Ford machine of Joey East is hot on the trail of the top three. And he probably, I'm, I'm guessing by watching this, is the fastest car in the racetrack right now. It's pretty amazing to watch. Ratzliff, your leader, and um, Taylor Gray running in second. So DGR, P2, P3 um, in the Arca East race, which is part of the um, goings on tonight at New Smyrna in the Asphalt World Series. We've had uh, three nights prior to to this. Uh, I've watched all three nights. The pro late models, the super late models, have been the headliners. I think honestly, the uh, the bomber class on Friday night probably put on the best race of the weekend so far. But um, some really good performances going on. All weekend long, Derek Griffith getting a win in the Super Late Models. Great to see also um, the, the the way that the field has kind of been shaken up from one day to the next, both in the Supers and in the Pros. Jet Noland has had a couple of really good days where he's run well in the Pro and the Super Late Model divisions both. Um, and um, uh, Tyler Swanson having a, a good run uh, in the uh, pro late model, his debut actually in the pro late model, uh, picking up a second place finish on Friday. Had never run a, a late model stock car before, and so doing a good job with that. And we've seen a lot of stuff going on at Smyrna throughout the weekend. Um, we also had an unfortunate uh, incident that um, I think may have, I stress, uh, resulted in a uh, the tragic death of. One of the track officials there, Rusty Cruz, and we'll uh, get into that a little bit later on in the program. But it's been um, it's been a really interesting on-track adventure over the weekend at New Smyrna. Only a little rain tonight. No late models. No late models happening tonight. Uh, modifieds, the tour type modifieds, will get their uh, first opportunity at New Smyrna for this uh, Speed Weeks season uh, this evening after. The 175-lap Arca East race concludes. We'll keep you up uh, today on what's going on with that um, as we move along. Joey East has closed on third place Sammy Smith um, right now with uh, 68 laps complete. So he is on a mission with that 54 DGR car. Okay. Uh, My name is Tom Baker, by the way. I don't think I even introduced myself. Um, Chris Murdoch joining me. Filling in for uh, James Mellick, um, who is at work tonight with Spire Motorsports. They are um, heavily pushing for uh, Daytona because uh, it's coming up, obviously. This is the start of Daytona Speed Week, if you will. The Bush Clash is tomorrow. Um, So Chris will be with us probably maybe for uh, a couple of weeks or at least on Monday nights. Good to have Chris Murdoch back, um, good friend of ours, and uh, has been with us, I think. Um, Have you done any shows here with us? Trying to remember. Did you do a few? Okay. I was part of the... uh... The first couple shows when you okay, moved up I here knew from, that. Uh, I mean, the, you knew you were still year. with us. You hadn't been uh, NASCAR is now. I don't, know, I don't know if I produced. I think Red was producing at that point. But okay, you were. Been on a couple yeah, shows. you were. You might have been uh, over on the other side of the big board uh, for those. But uh, working for NASCAR Media now, and happy to have Chris back in the saddle for some Monday nights here. Just wrapped up the Inside oh, Past, which was a riveting yes. show. So <laughs> Part if you of guys our. Uh, that, you'll be able to listen to it later. Yes, if uh, if you're if you're joining us for the first time, um, this is the second 
second show in what we call Motorsports Monday. Now, the new lineup for 2021, we run the inside pass from 7 to 8 Eastern and then uh, follow it with this show straight away. Both shows are live and you can hear both of them tomorrow afternoon. Uh, If you miss any part of one or you want to hear it again, uh, you can hear it tomorrow afternoon by searching Race Chaser Radio on any major uh, podcast platform. We're on them all. Apple, Google, Spotify. Tune in. We're on all of them. Um, All the major ones. Wherever you listen, you can listen to us. You can listen to us. Just search Race Chaser Radio. And, of course, uh, if you follow us on Race Chaser Media, social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, um, we'll have it all uh, posted up there as well. We have a guest coming up in just a little while. LeVar Scott's going to join us. LeVar is part of the 2021 Drive for Diversity lineup, and I think you're going to really enjoy his story. He's a young African-American racer who is really, really, um, he's actually a multi-generational racer, and but he didn't quite follow in his family's footsteps, and we're going we're gonna to talk to him about that. Um, he's had a really interesting road to get to where he is, which is the uh, late models for Drive the D4D program for Rev Racing. He's going to team with Roger Carruth, who's running tonight in the ARCA race, but he's had some mechanical issues. Um, and so uh, it is uh, a tough introduction to the ARCA East series for Roger Carruth, but uh, we're going to talk to LeVar here in a few minutes, a very uh, pleasant young man and well-spoken. He's going to be uh, fun, I think. And we've got a lot to cover here. There's uh, been a lot going on, obviously. We've had um, some news even just today. Um, and I think probably at this point for most of you, if you're listening live on this is Monday night, of course, uh, it's it's a different kind of speed week if you're just more or less a NASCAR Big Series fan because usually we would have already run qualifying in the ARCA race. Well, this year they tried to condense it to a week. So what happens now is we're going to get uh, qualifying. Uh, let's see, the ARC, uh, the um, Bush Clash is tomorrow. And then we're going to qualify on Wednesday, run the duels on Thursday. That darn Super Bowl messed everything up. (laughs) Well, I think that was a part of it, too. Um, And, of course, everything's a week ahead of – I feel like it's a week ahead of schedule because the Daytona 500 falls on Valentine's Day. But um, qualifying Wednesday night, primetime, the duels Thursday night, primetime, and then, of course, the truck race Friday night, Xfinity and ARCA on Saturday, both – and then Sunday, of course, the Daytona 500. So a little bit of a different um, situation here. Oh boy, we have got to, boy, <laughs> we've got some action going on here on Track Pass in the Arca race, um, and uh, it's uh, it's getting hot and heavy. Mason Diaz just had a little uh, say hello to Jack Wood in the 21. Uh, kind of used him for a break going into the corner there, but. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a different kind of a week, and I feel like this week, Chris, is because everything's so condensed, there's no time for anybody really to breathe. There's something going on every single day. Well, yeah, and every time you talk about speed weeks in Florida, everybody thinks NASCAR, but you've got so much short track racing like we're talking about now at the World Series of Asphalt. You've got dirt going on down the street at Volusia. Uh, it's just a huge week of racing that a lot of people try to flock to during this time of year and it really gets this season going and man am i ready to have racing back i think i like this condensed schedule i really do i think that it makes it more exciting i think it makes it more um kind of intense and fast paced because there's again there's something going on every single day um, and I, I like qualifying yeah, if you're a race fan and can't find anything to watch. You're not looking in the right place. No. Do, do you like qualifying being in prime time or would you rather keep, have, they have kept it during the day? Oh, I like it being in prime time. I think, uh, I think it draws, uh, more viewers in a, in a prime time slot. And I think it elevates it more. I mean, it, it, it like I said, it draws more viewers. So obviously they're going to be in that prime time spot to to show new fans you know what it is uh not a lot of people i think really tune into qualifying i know 500 is a uh, is a big day uh for a lot of people sure. so i think having qualifying in prime time only elevates the show even more 
Boy, I'll tell you, if you're not watching this race on Track Pass, you are missing it. Joey East just blew by Sammy Smith to take second, and he's already closed up on his teammate, Taylor Gray, for the lead with 87 of 175 complete. The beast, Joey East, in his first ever Arca Menards East Series race, is looking like he's got a shot to win this. Unbelievable. Um, And it's been so much fun to watch. There's been some contact and some uh, kind of fender rubbing here and lots of traffic and so far no cautions that I've seen. Um, 88 to go, and it's been pretty much a a green-to-checker run, and Joey is right on the back bumper of the leader, Taylor Gray. This is really going to be fascinating to see how Joey attacks this. But, um, again, when you look at this uh, this night alone at New Smyrna, you got this Arca Menards East race that we're keeping an eye on now on track pass for you. Oh, now we get a caution. See, I jinxed it just as I... Just as I say, there's been no cautions. Uh, we have a caution. We'll we'll uh, figure out what that is. But this is followed by the modifieds. Now, for those of you who are modified fans, I gotta tell you, I haven't. I don't know if there's. I think it's probably been twenty or thirty years since we've seen this many modifieds um, head for Florida and converge on New Smyrna um, for the, the 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 Speed Week deal. Forty six. NASCAR modifieds are uh, attempting to qualify this week. It's, I mean, this, this has been a fun asphalt world series. I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, And uh, it should be, should be exciting to see the modifieds take to the track, but we've, uh, we've definitely got uh, some action ahead of us. The late models, by the way, having the night off Um, and uh, Jesse love um, actually went over to Auburndale (laughs) And jumped in a Legends car today. Haven't heard anything about how he did, but Jesse came across from California to go run the Super Late Model as part of the Wimmer Motorsports lineup with uh, Connor Mozak. And um, Jesse ended up, you know what? I got a day off, and uh, so I'm going to go over and uh, race a Legends car. He just likes to get in the seat and run anything. Back with more after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Do you hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. 
you're right. His best made in Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lee Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. If you want, if you need a trailer of any kind for any reason, does not have to be motorsports related. If you are a construction company, if you need something to... Uh, if you need a horse trailer or some other type of uh, trailer to pull, um, you know, whether it's a cow or whatever, uh, you know, any type of use, really. Um, they Victory Custom Trailers has about 200 trailers new and used in stock. And if they don't have what you're looking for, they will either build it for you or they will find it for you. And if you want something that's really trick and custom, that's where they shine. Victory Custom Trailers. In fact, they're so confident in their ability to build a custom trailer for you that they put a little button at the top of the website. You can go to the website and build a custom trailer right there on the website. So VictoryCustomTrailers.com is the place to go. They will ship the trailer anywhere you are. Shipped one to Russia not long ago, so they will find you wherever you're at. Uh, They're based in Michigan, and they are excellent at sales and service as well, and they're friends of mine. So uh, go visit them on the web, VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Their phone number's there. Call them, talk to them, and um, they will fix you right up when it comes to any type of trailer or transporter that you need. With that, we go to the phone line, and we welcome in our special guest for the evening, a young man that um, had the pleasure of talking to for the first time a few days ago, and uh, from New Jersey, where it uh, snowed uh, a few days ago. And then he came down here and it snowed late Sunday night. So we got to see snow in North Carolina, something that doesn't happen too often. LeVar Scott is with us for the first time. LeVar, part of the 2021 NASCAR Drive for Diversity lineup. Welcome to the show, LeVar. It's good to have you on. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. Well, first of all, um, give us about a minute or so of your background because you are a multi-generational racer. Talk a little bit. Your family, I understand, started in drag racing. How many members of your family, who, who raced? Talk a little bit about that and talk about how you got started. Yes, everybody in my whole family raced. Started with my grandpa. He started back in 1980-something. He started racing. He had his own junior dragster. Then he had, my mom started racing. She had an NHRA car. She actually had a license and everything. She was actually pretty good. Oh, wow. My aunt's race. Yeah, she had the license, but she had to stop when we started racing just so we could pursue our careers. Nice. My aunt's race, my uncle's race, everybody in her family's race. So it's just been a, a thing that we've done since my grandpa was little and we kept it going and now I'm trying to make it all the way. Was there was there any question? I mean, obviously it's hard to remember back to when you were four or five or whatever, but um, do you remember what your first kind of memory of any kind of motorsports was? And, and was there really ever any question for you that that was something you wanted to do? Yeah, I actually do. I think about this day all the time. I was, I think I was four and my brother was racing. He was racing quarter midgets and I, I would go to the track and everybody always talked to me and asked why I wasn't racing. I remember always standing on my mom's leg and be very nervous because I was just four years old and I didn't know what to do, but. That's was my first memory being at the racetrack, and that's really all I remember. But my first race, I just remember uh, a light bar formula. That wasn't my first race, but that's the first race I remember. And those things were just crazy fast and fun. Yeah, the quarter midgets are fun. And again, I, I, I find it so interesting that you started in a quarter midget. Um, and you ran there, ran in, in quarter midgets for a number of years uh, in the New Jersey PA area, I think, right? And and uh, did you ever travel yeah. nationally with uh, the quarter midgets and do all the, the Grand Nationals and all of that, or no? No, we never traveled nationally. We always stayed local in Delaware and PA area, but we always went to a real big race in uh, PA in Harrisburg. And they had a oh, indoors, like so, yeah. 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 That, that was an awesome race. And every race, I had a light bulb formula. Every time I went there, I would lead in the race, and something happened. Like one, one time I was leading, and uh, the key weight on my engine fell out. Next time, well, my, actually, when my brother was racing, 
he thought it was a he had the yellow bars on his uh on his helmet and he thought it was a white flag but it was actually he thought it was yellow flag but it was actually white flag so he slowed down. Oh he like passed him. Yeah. We had we had some <laughs> crazy experience at that race. We had some crazy experiences there. Wow. Yeah that the uh I went to that a couple of times. Uh it that's a big show that they have for those yeah. who don't know in Harrisburg PA they have this giant um indoor facility they call it the farm show complex and um they have a big uh weekend of that there's quarter midgets there's go-karts there's arena cross in the main arena there's a car show or at least it used to be this way when i went rc car racing like there there were eight or ten different types of racing all going on at the same time um and it was just you you pay one price to get in you can go watch anything you want and it was just a feast uh but the quarter midgets were that track was really tight and really a challenge for for those guys um so i'm sure that was a lot of fun for you 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 went from quarter midgets up to the micro sprints on the dirt what was that transition like for you it was it wasn't it wasn't too hard i started with the 125 and they're, they're not too fast they're just a good a good starter car, but I get used yeah. to driving, driving with the wing of my car in the downforce, like going on the left side, so at the corner, not going on the right side. But once I got that, that only took me a few races to get used to, but I got that, and I stayed in 125 for about a year year or so. The second year, I only did a couple races. And then in 2007, 2018, I moved up to a 600, and my first race was actually the Tulsa Shootout. And that, that, was, just, that was a crazy experience. So I, did, I didn't know what I was doing there, but it was just... <laughs> My brother was going that year, so it was a no-brainer just to go and race and have fun. And I made it to the B-Main. So in a couple of races after that, I went to Hamlin Speedway in Pennsylvania. And okay. That was actually my first win. Wow. So your first race in the 600 micro is the Tulsa Shootout. That's uh, yeah. uh, Let's just jump right into the deepest fire <laughs> yeah, we can was, find, right? <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. I didn't know what I was doing there, but it wasn't too bad experience. I didn't do too bad, but. I think I could have done better with a little more experience on my belt. I'm curious what your your family thought of all of this, like especially I guess a number of your you guys race quarter midgets, but um, did any of the rest of your family? I guess you said your brother went micro racing too. I mean that's yeah, like for for a bunch of family who were who were interested in drag racing, and that's kind of what they knew. This is like the whole different world, and the Tulsa Shootout's a whole different world for all of us, whether we even race micros or not. So I'm wondering what they were thinking about all of this this kind of stuff that was going on when they're used to just the straight line stuff. Yeah, I have the most most supportive family there is. We had a little, we had a green van, old van, I don't know what year this van was, in 2000, when I first went up to Tulsa, and we had like 12 of us packed in this van, drove all the way to Tulsa, it was an 18-hour drive, 12 of us in this van, it all comes to support my me and my brother, so it was, it was, they were very, very supportive, it wasn't for them, none of this would be possible, not, no, not, it would not be possible. They're just the best ever. Did they enjoy that type of racing, though? I mean, like I said, it just had to, it had to be like this going to another planet compared to just drag racing. Yeah, it was actually it was actually them that that made us stay in the uh, dirt dirt cars. Oh wow! Cause at, <laughs> yeah, because at, at eight years old, we could we could have either went to dirt or, or stayed in dirt or went to drag racing. But me and my brother, we was doing very good, so they it was actually their decision to stay here and and did your brother just decide at some point that um, maybe that racing wasn't something he wanted to do? Because it sounds like you're you're the one that kind of made it, um, you know, made it to the next level and has kind of kept kept it going. No, he, he still races every year. He races at Airport Speedway every year. He, he oh, races, okay. He's really he's really he's really really good. He taught me a lot of everything I know today. So he still races. He's, he hasn't had the opportunity I had, but he he's still very very good. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been fun to watch you. You came into the drive for diversity program last year at the legends car level and coming out of a micro sprint, I feel like it's kind of the asphalt equivalent of a micro in the way that the cars drive. Right. (laughs) Um, and so, um, but, but, but I'm not sure other than maybe the Tulsa shootout, if you've ever experienced anything in the micro, like the summer shootout at uh, Charlotte motor speedway, what was it like transitioning the legends cars out of the, uh, the dirt micro sprints? It was, it was really fun. My first, my first test session, I got used to it pretty quickly and I was at the fifth mile behind Charlotte and we had a couple, maybe 40 laps there. And then my first race was at the biggest race there is, which was a Charlotte, uh, summer shootout. And I think I finished, uh, 16th my first race i just had my 
the biggest thing was learn how to drive it hard in the corner, but make it stick to the bottom, okay. not come off the bottom. Because if they're come off the bottom a little bit, you're losing three, three, four tenths. So I think that was the biggest thing, learning how to make it stay on the bottom and driving the corner hard. Yeah, I mean, again, you start at the summer shootout. You, it's like you, you change to the next level and and say, look, just give me the hardest, most all star kind of <laughs> de- event, and let me go yeah. to that to start my my rookie season. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's actually the best of the yard race against the best to be the best. So I wasn't mad at all. We got the we were the summer shootout for the first race. I would rather do that than anything else because that's the best of the best right there. And well, it was right, it was it was it's five five two minutes away from the rev shop, so. For it to be right there is just very, very, very convenient. Yeah, I actually uh, happened to be over in that area today for something and kind of went right by the, the Red Racing Shop earlier. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, so uh, very quickly, we got about a minute left in this segment. Um, tell us how your season went overall last year. It went great. It, it was it was it was a season I asked for. Just beginning, I was in seventeenth. Within every race, we progressed, progressed, progressed. I got three top tens last year. Then we went to a different track. Like our last five races, we went to different tracks. Anderson, uh, Lonesome Pine in Virginia. Then we raced the fifth mile behind Charlotte. And at uh, Anderson, I went from 16th to 10th. Lonesome, I went from, I was I was running eighth for a while, but then I made contact with a different car and I go to the back. So it was it was a season I asked for. Every race I got better and better. And it, was just, it, was, it was awesome. I had a great experience. <clears throat> we're going to, uh, we're going to put, uh, LeVar back into the wonderful land of hold. Sit tight, LeVar. Don't hang up. We're going to put you back on hold here because we got to take a break in about 30 seconds or so. Um, but so we're going to bring you back on the other side of the break. So uh, sit tight. We'll let you go back to listening to the Todd Starn show for a few moments. Um, okay. But so, yeah, we're going to take a, a short break here. Um, we'll, we'll talk more on the other side, but I want to update everybody on this, uh, this ARCA East race that's going on. We got six cars that are all racing for the win here with 57 laps to go. The order's been shuffled a little bit um, from what it was uh, when they when the caution came out, which was before the end of our last segment. Um, we actually had a reshuffle and Sammy Smith, now your leader, Mason Diaz, second, Jack Wood, third, uh, Taylor Gray, fourth, Joey Easton, fifth, and Daniel Dyan, sixth, and they are all still in contention. 55 laps left to go at New Smyrna, and we'll be back uh, with more of Lee Lap and more of our special guest, LeVar Scott, right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, And now, we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. 
This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap, and we continue to keep our eye on the ARCA East race. We've had a caution with 48 laps to go. Joey East was running to the inside of the 21. That's the GMS car of Jack Wood, and the two of them just made a touch of contact coming out of turn four, and I think that it was just enough um, that the uh, the left rear tire of the 21, it looked like went flat, and he spun it into the fence. Um, and so we are under caution with now 47 to go. This is going to be a shootout to the finish. Sammy Smith is your leader right now. Mason Diaz running in second. Then uh, Taylor Gray and Joey Easter top four. We go back to the phone line and we continue with our special guest, LeVar Scott LeVar, a part of the 2021 NASCAR Drive for Diversity program. And uh, LeVar, we've taken you all the way up through uh, your your step into Legends Cars and into the diversity program this past year in 2020. I want to talk about the diversity program itself. Um, I think we all kind of know how the process works, and you were selected for the program, but talk to us a little bit about what the program itself has done for you so far on and off the track. Yes, the program is awesome. It has it has done so much for me. Working with guys like Matt, everybody, Mark, they taught me so much on the track wise, with especially with asphalt, just because I never raced an asphalt race before before twenty twenty. So they had to teach me everything from the start. And race with family, like at home, Airport Speedway. You know, I don't go through too. I mean, I did a little bit of media stuff, like when I went and stuff like that. But now with being with the NASCAR program, there's a lot of media stuff that's coming and coming in. People like Christy has helped me so much with media and how to go go about it and what do I do during the interviews and how do I stand and certain things like that. So it just helped me, it helped me tremendously. I'm sure it has. And, of course, this year you got a promotion from the Legends car up to the late model division, NASCAR yeah. late model stock. Now, um, I will say for those listening, last year uh, Roger Carruth, uh, was a was one of the the drivers there there were a number of late model uh racers uh Raja um and Perry Patino were were a part of that group um Isabella Robusto is a part of the program as well and um I watched Raja most of the season at Hickory because it happened that I I was there um a good bit of of their season this past year and Raja ended up, he didn't win at Hickory, but he had some tremendous drives. And you could see um, him getting better as the year went on. And he ended up winning one at Greenville. He's now been promoted up to the Arca East Division. However, you and he will be teammates still in the late models. Raja going to run the late models again as well. Um, and now you come up to the late model division after only one year back on the pavement with the Legends cars. Um, what have you been doing uh, do you guys have a simulator? I mean, how do you how are you kind of preparing uh, to go run with the NASCAR uh, Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Racing Series late model uh, guys this year and gals? That's exactly what I've been doing. It's I racing all the time, all the time. We actually moved from we actually moved from North to from New Jersey to uh, North Carolina, and the only thing I made sure I had in the uh, trailer that we moved with was my I racing simulator. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only thing I really cared about was that simulator, just to get here safely. So I, I hooked it up a couple of days ago, and I've been playing that. And I, I go to the shop in the morning, work out with the team, talk to the coach, and come home, eat something, get right on the simulator. So it's it's been high racing is something tremendous. I know there's going to be little differences from in real life, but just being comfortable inside the car and knowing little if we go to the track and 
knowing the groove of the race or the line of race is just that's it's going to help a lot. And I'm very, I'm very happy for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's a, it's an exciting step for you for sure. Uh, tell us how old you are. 17. 17 years old. September 6th. Now, are you doing homeschool or have you, uh, I mean, I know everything's really messed up with the whole COVID thing and remote schooling and all of that. But, but are you, when you, when you kind of shifted down here, um, are you planning to go back into a classroom or are you, are you just going to do a homeschool program? We actually, so since I'm a senior, we actually got all the, all the classes I was supposed to have in my second semester of school, which is right now. We actually moved it all to my first semester, so I got everything done last semester. So when I come down here, I don't have to worry about that. It's just focus on racing. There you go. That gets a bell. Yeah. That's uh, that's some some nice planning right there. So you're basically done with high school. Then you're just waiting to graduate. Yeah, yeah. So my mom helped me out a lot with that. She made sure made sure the school helped. So I got everything done now. I can just focus on racing. That, simulator. that bell goes to mom. That's great. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so now if you th- are you planning to do any college or are you just kind of going to see how the racing works out first? Yeah, I actually been looking at Winston State for the uh, motorsports management program. Oh, interesting. Okay. Some, yeah. If something does happen in racing, I always have a fallback plan. And I think I always want to, I want to be involved in racing somehow. So I think that would be a good good door to look at. Might look at uh, Belmont Abbey has one too. You might want to check yeah. that out. They're down in the Charlotte area, yeah. but um, yeah, both of them have have programs for that. So uh, it's a good way to do it. It's a good way to go. Um, yeah. Okay, so what do you like to do when you're not racing? I mean, I'm sure you spend a lot of time on the sim and whatever. But um, do you have things outside of racing that you enjoy, hobbies or things that you like to do? Yes, yeah, my grandpa in Cornish Point, New Jersey, he has a uh, seven six acres of land. So me and my family, my cousins, my brother, we're always out there riding coolers and dirt bikes and doing something with the race cars. Or so, something's always involved with motorsports or motors. I was so. say, there's a pattern I used, I used to play, yeah, something's always involved with motors. But I used to play basketball a lot, but then I stopped playing that in ninth grade. But now nowadays, there's always something with the motor. I'm, I'm doing something. That's interesting. That's very good. Yeah. Um, it's it's a lot of fun um, to see you guys uh, kind of come up through the ranks and, and watch how you progress. But it's always interesting because a lot of times um, what, differenti- what differentiates each of you from the others is uh, sort of your, your persona off the track or what you like to do off the track. And, um, you know, obviously you fall into the category. And I think Raj is a lot like this, too. It seems like everything yeah. everything is motorsports or cars, which is yeah. really awesome. That's yeah. something different to see. Yeah, it's Rogers. Rogers is an awesome kid. I, I like Roger a lot, and the way he started, it's it's very very different, and he's pushing it hard. I'm actually watching his arca race right now, so he, he's Rogers amazing. Yeah, I've been watching it too. He's in 13th. He had some, I think, some mechanical problems or something earlier yeah, in the race. Yeah, off the start. Yeah, lost uh, start, lost a bunch of laps. That's too bad. Because um, uh, I I know that uh, he qualified pretty well, and I think he would have had a chance to do much better. But uh, he's yeah. he's kind of off the pace right now. But uh, yeah, this is going to be a phenomenal finish. 38 laps to go, and it's still as far from over here um, at uh, New Smyrna. If you're watching Track Pass, you are watching one heck of an Arca East race. And we got tour type modifieds coming up next. Okay, um, so back to you. So what if if you if you couldn't race, you say that you want to do something in the sport. Um, is there sort of a particular piece of it that you would you say maybe I would like to do? Is it PR? Is it media? Is it mechanics? Is it? I mean, you're you're talking about doing a motorsports management, so it doesn't sound like maybe uh, engineering is quite your thing. Uh, engineering. I've, so my grandpa, we owned a business back home. We work on cars and, and towing. And growing up, that's always always at the at the shop all the time working on cars. So now it's like, I mean, I could work on a car, but I don't like doing it anymore. It's just I don't. I just it's not for me. Working on cars, I don't, I don't know. I just don't like it. So it was probably definitely something with the media or something like uh, Jason Simmons is doing right now, just how he's helping the diversity kids and stuff like that. But. I mean, if, if it comes down to it and the guy working on doing engineering, I would definitely do it. There's something that looks racing. Well, um, I mean, you certainly are a great conversationalist and you speak very well. And I think, you know, the media would definitely be something that uh, could possibly suit you. But, um, you know, I believe that you've got a good opportunity here to uh, – uh, to make it as a racer and and of course uh you know you've got you're into a part of the program now with the late models where if you need to be a couple of years to kind of you know master that before you step up to yeah. the next level it's fine there's really no hurry at this point you're still plenty young yeah and that's that's why i, I look at a lot because last year was my first year in a legend i was only 16 yeah so i know i said a lot of a lot of age to do progress you... in the sport especially on asphalt 
Do you have a favorite driver in NASCAR that you look up to? Kyle Larson, 100%. Kyle Larson. Tell me, tell me why Kyle. He started exactly from where I started in 600 and dirt racing. He oh. can get anything in the wheel. This, uh, in January, he won the Chili Bowl. And two weeks after that, he got in a, a water bottle, not a, a water bottle, a late model, and won the race in there. <laughs> and now he's about to race the day 2500 next week. He can just get anything in his drive. I'm still trying to figure out how you win with the best of the best late model dirt car racers. Uh, I, and you win just, by 15 seconds. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> He's a different type of race car driver. Than yeah. Else like yeah, that's for sure. He is a, he is definitely uh, an unusual talent. We'll put it like that. So, yeah, uh, I could definitely agree with you there. Okay, so here's here's a couple of uh, we, 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 we like to get to know you a little bit better uh, off the track. And we we're going to we, we always like to call this fast five. I don't know if we're going to get five questions here, but we're going to get a few. Okay, so here we go. If you could keep three apps and only three apps apps for your phone which three apps would you keep instagram uh the nascar app and uh, third one's hard um i would have it's between facebook or twitter probably face uh, twitter twitter okay twitter nascar and twitter okay that's uh those are good choices if there were a sandwich named after you. What would the LeVar Scott sandwich have on it? Ooh, salami, Cooper cheese, mayonnaise, lettuce, spinach, and uh, buffalo chicken. Hmm. And take out the salami. Take out the salami. Buffalo chicken. Cheese, lettuce, and spinach. Okay. Oh, okay. That's a, that's also very interesting. Um, if you could only have one artist, just one, on your Spotify rotation for the rest of your life, who would it be? It's between Drake and Little Baby. You got to um, pick one. No Drake. waffling on this show. Drake. 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 Okay. Um, favorite color? Blue. Okay. Um Favorite movie? Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, that's a great choice. Okay, real quick, I I, that movie. I'm going to give you some time here. We may have to run a few seconds long in this segment, but uh, we don't like to let you out of here without uh, t- talking about who may- helps you make it happen. So who are your sponsors? Who's helped you get here? Rev Racing, definitely my mom, my grandpa, my whole family. They, they just they push it so much. They're awesome. Scott's Auto, Repair, Iris and Sunoco. Castle, yeah, everybody. Okay, how can uh, people follow you on social media? Instagram is LeVar.Scott34. Twitter is LeVarScott, and Facebook is LeVarScott. Great job, LeVar. It's been great to have you on the show. I know we'll have you back again at some point down the road. Good luck in the 2021 season and uh, late models, and I'm sure we'll be seeing you at the track as well. Thank you very much. It was an honor. That, that is LeVar Scott. We're going to step aside back to close it out right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. 
That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Okay, welcome back as we uh, catch the final segment here of Legal App presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Want to acknowledge uh, mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life. If you are looking for a first career, a second career, or a change in career, uh, and you want to do something that's more uh, career-oriented, maybe something that's kind of more current, needs some more training, and you don't want to go through the hassle of a two- or four-year college, mycomputercareer.edu might be for you. Uh, it's IT is what it is, and it is still one of the fastest growing fields. There is way more, there are way more jobs available than there are qualified people to fill those jobs, and that's expected to, that trend's going to continue. Um, mycomputercareer.edu, you can go ahead and take um, a free career evaluation on their website if you decide that my computer career might be for you and IT might be for you. My computer career makes it real easy. They are more like mentors than they are just professors, and they have financial aid available if you qualify, including the GI Bill. So you can train just one to two days a week online. That's it. That's all there is to it in four to six months. You can be ready to enter the workforce and start your better life. And mycomputercareer.edu will work with hundreds of employers to get you placed. So, again, minimal risk here. If you're good at it, you're likely to get work and you are going to enjoy what you do. IT is a great growing field. And the folks at My Computer Career are the real deal, I promise, or I would not be talking about them on this show. Uh, so, again, go to mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. And, oh, by the way, it's not rocket science. If you're not great at math or science, it's okay. You don't even have to be a computer nerd. IT is a great field. Mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. We have nine to go under the caution once again at New Smyrna in the Arca East race. Uh, Sammy Smith had built up a three-second lead. Gone. Uh, he's going to have Mason Diaz, Tanner Gray, uh, sorry, Taylor Gray, and Joey East right on his tail. This is going to be a shootout to the finish. So we'll see who wins this here. Once they go back to green, we'll uh, kind of catch up with you on it and uh, maybe even call the last few laps if it's good. So let's talk about ARCA for a little bit, sure. Tom, because you've been watching the race tonight as it's been going. Uh, typically in the ARCA East Series, Sam Mayer has been the one to watch, but Sam Mayer exited the ARCA series this year to go run for Junior Motorsports in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and I think a few select truck starts as well. Um, looking at your field, looking at the field uh, that has been racing today, uh, who sticks out to you for the, this ARCA season? Who do you think is going to uh, go uh, and produce the best? And, I mean, if you're, if you're early on in this season, 
what driver is sticking out to you right now? Well, again, keeping in mind, this is ARCA East, and Sam actually is not completely out of ARCA. He is out of ARCA East, and he's not running for GMS. He's got some races scheduled in ARCA's National Series with Chad Bryan, including, I think, think he's at Daytona in the ARCA car. I was more just talking about but, full-time drivers. Well, and again, just looking at the East series that's running tonight, um, which these guys, a lot of them are not going to run full-time in the National Series. But if we focus on East right now, I mean, these top four guys, and even Daniel Dye um, is running in fifth right now. And he is he has run a great race. But these top four guys, until Sam... Uh, Sammy Smith pulled away toward the end here. Now we're under cautions. The field's closed up. But until he started to pull away, you had the top five, basically a blanket. You got Mason Diaz, Sammy Smith, uh, Taylor Gray, and uh, Joey East, who's never run in this series before, is running fourth. And he's been a huge surprise here in the 54 car for David Gilliland Racing. Any of these four. Now, Joey's got a limited schedule right now. So Let's I, also not forget, Joey did run a select few West races for he Nate did. Clower last yes. year in the 54. Yes, so. he did. And, uh, and that's helped him tremendously. But this kid, if you don't know Joey East... His family, they're farmers. Joey is basically a farm boy. Um, he's, he's 17 and, uh, of course, still uh, attends school, obviously. But he's, uh, he's been raised on a farm. They're, they're almond farmers. And, uh, but you put a helmet on this kid, and it is a Jekyll and Hyde thing. He just becomes a beast. Um, loves the gas pedal and uh, just runs the wheels off a car. So um, I think, you know, those guys are going to be tough. And I think Daniel Dye is going to have something to say about this, too. And Roger Carruth is back up to 11th, but he's 10 laps down. So um, I think Roger is going to have a good season in the Rev Racing car as well. Um, This Arca East series, I think, is going to be a very exciting series to watch. Now, on the national side... It's going to be difficult because you you haven't got an awful lot of full-time drivers right now in that series. Venturini Racing, any car they put on the track is going to be tough. Um, Jesse Love is not going to run all of the races for them, but uh, it's certainly going to be tough in the ones that he runs. Drew Dollar still, I think, full-time for them this year. I think if you're looking at somebody in the National Series who has a lot of experience, in the ARCA series, I think you got to put your money on Ty Gibbs. Well, Ty Gibbs is another one, but Ty, I don't think, is going to run the full season for them. I think Sammy Smith is actually going to run part of the season in, in that mix, too. I don't think Ty is a full-season ARCA racer this year. So he's going to run some uh, starts in the Xfinity series in the 54 car in that series. Sammy Smith, also fresh off a win in the Super Late Models last night. Well, and yes, and I and he may be about to win this one, too. Uh, he has been a really great addition to the Toyota program. He ran for KBM last year in yep. the Super Late Models. Uh, KBM, unfortunately, shut down their Super Late Model program this uh, this year, which moved uh, Sammy to a different team. Donnie Wilson Motorsports Donnie Wilson, out of but Florida. He, it doesn't look like it's uh, phased him at all. No. He has been a rocket ship, uh, much like he was last year. Yeah, Donnie, uh, Donnie obviously is a veteran, and, he, and he, all the drivers are going to race for him. Caden Honeycutt ran the Snowball Derby, finished fifth for him out of Texas, and Caden is now running for a brand-new team here Um it, not a new new driver, but uh, Justin Johnson has been one of the top drivers in the uh, Cars Tour. He's he's going to retire. They raced the icebreaker, didn't they? They did, yes. Both of them raced the icebreaker. Caden got fifth, first time out in the car. Um, and uh, But uh, Justin, I think, That is, was another stacked field, too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, in, in that, we should touch on that. I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because... Uh, that was Florence's first NASCAR-sanctioned race in quite some time. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, I don't think that was actually a points race, but they are a NASCAR sanctioned track now. And, and, uh, and that was a big, big show for them. And, and, and they, uh, they did a great job too, cause they had to really shift the schedule because of the, uh, the weather that was rapidly Such closing in track layout too. the way yeah. they've got that set up. Yeah, it was uh, Chad McCombie actually getting the win in that event. Josh Berry finishing in second. Um, and, uh, but yeah, uh, Caden Honeycutt going to make his debut and run the uh, full season this year on the Cars Tour and some other shows for Justin Johnson in the uh, 44 car. With and DGR. there's uh, what's that? Uh, no, oh, for Justin Johnson. Justin Johnson. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's yep. He tested up my drivers here. Yes. And um, and he's he's going to be uh, he's going to be, a, I think, a winning addition to that team. And I I also there's going to be another announcement, I think, coming up uh 
relevant to uh, Justin Johnson as well, I think, shortly. Um, a lot of great things so. going on in uh, the late model divisions uh, around the, the region. They have seemed to have a bit of a resurgence these past couple of years, especially with these new bodies, new teams. Yep. It's getting a little bit cheaper for these teams to go out and, and run some stuff. Uh, so I think it, it's going to be a great year. Uh, for a lot of late model competitions. Yes, and the new bodies are so oh cool my gosh, too. They're so nice. Oh my gosh, they are great. So yeah, that's uh the the I think the driver that you uh, wanted were were trying to to get to here as far as DGR in the cars tour is Joe Valento. Yes, another hot Minnesota. run guy that ran the World Series last year yep. for KBR performance and had a really great show. He and did his first time in those late models. Yes, so uh, Joe is going to make his uh, make his. You might say, well, Cars Tour debut and season debut over here in the East Coast. Ran one race in a pro late model last year, but to this is going to be a full season run for Joe um, with DGR for the uh, Cars Tour. The Cars and- Tour is looking really interesting, too. We have a couple new additions, a couple of people stepping back. Josh Berry not committing to the full Cars Tour season. Yep. That'll be replaced by Will Cox and the number eight. Uh, junior uh, motorsport Chevy. I think we have uh, Ronald Hill uh, stepping back, no longer going to be a full-time competitor. He'll be running part-time. Uh, a lot of stuff on the super late model side moving around. Like you mentioned, Caden Honeycutt going to be racing in the Cars Tour. Uh, Joe, Valento and, stock. Yep. Uh, Joe Valento in the DGR car. Yep. There's going to be a lot of new additions, a lot of fresh faces this year that are going to make that series uh, a lot of new tracks, a couple of new tracks anyway, that they're going to be visiting this year. Uh, that is going to give that series a rejuvenation that I think they need. Yes. Uh, we're under the red, by the way, with four laps to go. I'm not really sure what's going on here, to tell you the truth. I can't listen to it because we're obviously on the air, but we're under the red flag at New Smyrna with four laps to go. So, uh, But, yeah, back to the Cars Tour for a minute. You were talking about Josh Berry. If anyone in our audience is wondering, well, what's going on with Josh? Well, He's if down you, in Florida. Yeah, if you're, if you're well, if, if you've been under a rock uh, for a while, Josh Berry is going to run – uh, the first 12 races for Junior Motorsports in the Xfinity Series, um, and then will be replaced by Sam Mayer for the second half of the season. I also think Josh Berry is going to chase him another national title that he got last year in the Advanced Auto Part Weekly Series. I think he's going to chase another uh, uh, another late model title. Um, yeah, that may be true as well. So it's going to be interesting, of course, now if Josh wins a race... In the first 12. Wouldn't that be a funny prediction? Now he's in the playoffs. So now um, how do you deal with that if you're Junior Motorsports and you've got Sam Mayer? He's honestly committed. my pick to go out and win Daytona. It'd be a very Josh Berry thing to do. To just go out and <laughs> well, I mean, like, hey, I'm here. it's a super speedway race, so you never know. But um, experience does tend to count in the Xfinity series. It'd be series nice to see that. the eight car back in victory lane. But, yeah, I mean, I definitely think, especially where it comes to either the short tracks or perhaps even a mile and a half track, I think Josh Berry certainly is capable of racing for a win. And uh, that would be a really interesting scenario. I'm sure that somewhere Junior's got a plan, but they aren't going to tell us. I'm not going to sleep on Sam Mayer either. Uh, No. He's he's been fast in everything he's driven uh, this year, even winning Bristol in trucks uh, last year, uh, doing uh, uh, part-time for GMS. And... um, he he's fast in everything he gets in. Two words for Sam Mayer: road courses. Um, Sam is a road course ace, and I think if Sam were going to get a win in the Xfinity Series, I would bet money that that first win comes on a road course, and they've oh, got a number awesome. of them that they're running. And so I'm excited for this NASCAR road course schedule that they've got. Uh, going I am on too. Yeah, I am too. Because here's the thing with that the. That we've we've got more of the younger drivers coming up now who are really good road course racers because they've had training um, at some point along in their careers, and a lot of them are even going to some of these sort of amateur endurance series races, um, these six hour endurance series races that series like Champ Car or the World Racing League, um, those types of series, NASA. Um, not the spaceship people, um, but uh, those types of series. And, and they're running these races to get seat time. And so the quality of road course racers in NASCAR is just getting better every year. So I think this is a great year to have seven on the cup schedule and more in the trucks in the Xfinity than they've ever had. Before so we get too far off the ARCA series, one more person I want to put, uh, point out in the National Series 
Gracie Trotter, I think racing for Venturini too, really came into her own on yeah. the uh, on the I, left side. So it, this year's going to be great it's, in, on all forms of racing. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it's good. We're excited about this week. No Motorsports Madness show coming up this week. Um, we're uh, taking the week off. Everybody's focused on their Daytona duties. A lot of in people other are ways. in Daytona. Yeah, uh, so we're going to take the week off of Motorsports Madness and come back next week with a post-Daytona double show. Double the madness. Yeah, double the madness for sure. So with that, we close that league lap. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy Daytona. Thanks to the folks at WSIC and also to our sponsors for helping us out. Thanks to you, Chris, for coming back. I'm Tom Baker. Have a great week, everybody. Race safe. So long. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by Victory Custom Trailers, the leaders in custom trailer sales and service. Design your own custom trailer at VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.